When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Buckeye fans, Andy Logan of Logan Sports. Back in 1975, my father, Dick Logan, who played football for Ohio State and the Green Bay Packers, decided to open up Logan Sports and was dedicated to providing Stark County with great products at great prices. He always emphasized customer service, making customers feel extra special, and those values are still in place today. Logan's is a great place for Nike and Under Armour shoes and apparel. We are the place for Ohio State gear, and your high school spirit wear, custom lettering, and corporate apparel headquarters. Logan Sports. O.H. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Well, things kind of got back to normal, right, with the, the Buckeyes at home on Saturday at the Shoe and the offense putting up 56 points as they cover and beat the Indiana Hoosiers, and joining us right now to break it down, talk all about it, former Hoover running back, former Buckeyes running back. Follow him on Twitter every day, at LoganJeff34. He's Jeff Logan. How are you today, Jeffrey? I am doing terrific, guys. It's great to hear from you, and it's really nice to be in double-digit wins, 10-0, and 0, and um, this is the 10th consecutive season for Ohio State to have at least 10 wins if we exclude the COVID year, obviously, because we didn't get right. to play that many games. But think about the success of this team over the last decade with 10-plus wins in each one of those years. Yeah, very impressive from uh, one coach to the other and things staying the same or maybe even getting better. We'll see. Hopefully this year another national championship uh, and they get a big win, their 10th win uh, over Indiana this past week. And we saw the offense kind of get back on track at home, throwing the ball and and eventually running the ball. Uh, What impressed you the most? I know Indiana's bad. They're not good, Jeff, and we, we expected them to do this offensively. But what did you like the most out of this win? Well, I like the way we got uh, started fast in the game. 21 quick points against Indiana. Uh, this is a, a, a team that uh, we, we knew we should get after early, uh, but we've struggled doing that the last uh, few weeks or so. And I know that's one of the things that Ryan Day stressed. And then also the defense continues to be uh, very good at, uh, at just kind of managing the football game and turning the ball back over to the offense and letting them become you know, who they are with, with, with all the offensive weapons that are there. So a couple of miscues on fielding punts, which is a concern. Uh, you can't have those kind of mistakes if you're going to continue to win and win a national championship. But overall, I think you'd have to look at the uh, success of the football team on Saturday and feel pretty good, with the exception, obviously, of the injuries to the running backs room. What can you tell us about that, Jeff? Because obviously you know Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams gets banged up, comes back on crutches. How bad is it? Well, from what I could see uh, in the injury itself, it was very much like an injury I had my senior year where we called it an an inversion sprain, which is a high ankle sprain where the, the, the leg actually collapses inside and it really puts a lot of pressure on that joint. And it is a long, slow healer. If I'm Ooh. accurate, I'm I'm making my medical uh, 
opinion here mm-hmm. without any medical degree, by the way. And yeah. um, uh, the, the thing that concerns me at this point is we got both of our starting guys walking around in walking right. boots, and it looks like Dallin Hayton is going to be the guy against Maryland at minimum and may end up being the guy against the team up north. Jeff, do you consider that a high ankle sprain, the inversion? That's when your your ankle sometimes it goes to the inside. Like if your foot is planted on the inside and your ankle basically touches the ground, which was what I was always told would be inversion. Is this also the same as a high ankle sprain? Very much so. Um, okay. You know, it's not anything that's right in the joint. It's actually the two bones that meet into the joint mm-hmm. there. And when you have an inversion sprain like that, what happens is you get spreading of the tibia in the fibia. And those, those that there's a, 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 uh, oh, a, a wrap that goes around those two, a ligament that goes around those two bones mm-hmm. and is supposed to keep those things tight together. And uh, what happens is on that inversion sprain, it actually spreads those joints apart and has a tendency to stretch or even tear that ligament, and it's just a slow healer. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping for the best. We've got a great medical staff there. I, I kind of got the impression that Travion Henderson could have played Saturday if needed. I'll be curious to say if, see if they even want to even tempt taking him off the shelf before we play the team up north. What would you think of the offensive line play Saturday? I thought it was excellent. Uh, you know, they needed to continue to improve. You know, we had 150-yard running back in the first half before uh, uh, Mayan Williams went out of the football game. We had two guys rush for over 100 yards uh, in the game. Uh, you know, the one thing that we need to understand is that people have challenged this offensive line all year long, uh, but there's two bright spots I want to talk about. Number one is the fact that C.J. Stroud has been sacked a total of seven times this season. And we don't even have a mobile quarterback. I mean, he's not dodging and darting and getting away from people. They're just doing a great job of protecting him. And then on the outside, on the left side tackle, Paris Johnson, every passing snap he has had this year, zero breakdowns, zero sacks, 100% protection. So those are all good signs for this offensive line. Jeff Logan, our guest, talking Buckeyes football as they crushed Indiana this past week. Jeff, uh, I put, uh, you know, I always look positive, negatives. I make notes, you know, throughout the game. The negative that I had was there were three instances, third and two, fourth and one, third and one, where they failed to get a yard, okay? And, and this was against a bad Indiana football team, so short yardage situations. I know they ran for a lot, and I know they won 56-14, to 14, but if I see that against Indiana, that concerns me maybe against a more physical Michigan team. Um, is this... Ryan Day not willing to show everything because he might have run a different play there, or is there reason to be concerned that in three separate situations like that, Indiana stopped the Buckeyes on third and short? Yeah, I think those are realistic uh, frustrations from a fan standpoint. i got to tell you, the one that bothered me more than anything else was on second and goal at the one, and we ended up having, not I'm going to say having, we ended up passing the ball for a touchdown uh, to Cade Stover. And to in that from a running back standpoint, that hurts that you got to go right. on second and one. And I think it was a really good play call by Ryan Day. But my uh, selfishly, uh, I was <laughs> of the opinion that we got to be able to exert our uh, our uh, power down there and be able to rush the ball and get it in. But and having said that, Ohio State remains in the top twenty in the country in terms of third down efficiency. Uh, they on fourth down efficiency, their number. 
uh, number uh, four in the country in terms of wow. converting on fourth downs. So we, while it's frustrating for us, and we expect to pick 100% of those up, you got to understand that the other team has got football players as well, and some of them aren't all that bad. Kenny, I know what you're getting at. You want to see if they're not tipping their hand and they're going to run like an option like we did that year with Maurice Claret because we're not going to show them our entire offense before we get to that team up north. I understand where you're coming from. Jeff, is there any time that you, you keep a play maybe in the hip pocket and you're not going to bring it out until that last game of the regular season? No, absolutely, and it's not just one play. Um, and I'm not talking about gadget plays with a, with a uh, flea flicker or anything else. I'm talking about different formations different blocking schemes and maybe, you know, a different uh, appearance altogether for uh, certain plays. You're not going to change everything that you've done. Uh, but going into that game, if you expect to be able to do 100% of what you've done up to that stage and bring nothing new to the table, uh, you're not going to win the game. So uh, Ryan Day does have some magic up the uh, sleeves, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hope it continues to include Marvin Harrison Jr., awesome. who may be the best receiver I have ever seen in college football. Jeff, it's amazing the catch that he made on the sideline where he keeps his inside foot inbounds while he's going out of bounds. A, a, a touchdown that was made a couple of years ago, somebody in the back of the end zone, it might have been Olave, I can't remember exactly, made something similar to that. But you're right. For what we've seen so far right now with Jackson Smith and Jigba still on the shelf, you're going to need that kind of play and you're going to need it going forward. But I also want to talk about this because I love – intangibles especially at the collegiate level now we don't see the kind of intangible on Sundays and we're talking about team chemistry but when this kid this Cameron Babb catches the touchdown in the fourth quarter a team leader four ACLs probably shouldn't even be dressing and ends up scoring a touchdown in that sideline you could have just won the game on that t on that touchdown alone what does that say about that team well it looked like a national championship celebration and it gives you some idea of how much love and respect uh, this football team had for a Cameron Babb, who the last two years was voted by his peers as a captain of this football team, fully knowing that he was probably not going to play a single down in any of those two seasons. That is remarkable. And this was not a pity party. This was a total respect for the character of this kid. And what's amazing to me is that when, and every football team has this, they have their whiners, the guys that aren't getting enough time. You know, they're banged up here. They're this, that, and the other. All they got to do is look across the the training room. All they got to do is look across the weight room and see a guy over there that is just killing it, trying to get himself ready to go for the fourth time after an ACL surgery. And then you kind of look at yourself and say, what do I have to whine about? So I think that was the celebration. That was the character of what's out there. And uh, that was really a fantastic show of admiration for that kid. And I told a group that I spoke to at lunch today, I said, Notre Dame can have their Rudy um, right up there. You know what? Because this was a real thing that happened in real time. And I think this is a better story than that Rudy times 10. Yeah. And I agree with you, Jeff. And I heard Ryan Day talk about it, and he was almost getting choked up when he was talking about it, how much it meant to him. And you could see um, the, the um, emotion on his face, the excitement when he scored. And he put it this way. He said, think about this kid, all right? Cameron Babb had four ACLs. 
That's nine months of recovery each time. That's 36 months of recovery just to come in and maybe score one touchdown in his career at Ohio State on that catch the other day. And when he put it in those terms, because I had shoulder surgery in May, dude, I'm pissed that that I can't do it and I don't want to work out every day. This kid did it four different times just to get back to play that tells you about the heart and the desire that this kid has and it should be talked about in the way that it's being talked about absolutely and the the, the most important part of that is he realizes the impact that he has on other people and uh, his continued commitment to trying to uh, improve himself and not give up I think is a message that uh, has helped a lot of people on this football team. Jeff Logan being brought to us by Logan Sporting Goods in May, on Main Street in North Canton. During the football season, we talk Buckeye football. We break it down, and we look forward to the next game. Uh, speaking of this past weekend, Penn State lit up Maryland 30 to nothing. And everybody's been telling us that, you know, maybe it's a tune-up game the week before that team up north. Maryland's not supposed to be any slouch. It looked that good to me on Saturday. No, they really didn't. I think Penn State had one of their best defensive games. And I will tell you this, the the real problem with Maryland this year has been penalties. Uh, they're the worst, pen, the most penalized team in all of the Big Ten. So from a standpoint of uh, yards and the number of negative plays that they've had penalty-wise, this has really hurt them. The rest of their numbers are pretty decent. Um, and they've got some talented wide receivers and a talented quarterback um, in Talia Tagovailoa, uh, the, the younger brother of Tua. And this is a team that can make uh, make some points. They can score the football. Uh, but Penn State had total control, and they were able to break a couple of long runs against this defense. And I think that's what Ohio State will be trying to do on Saturday. All right, I want to go back to this running back situation, Jeff Logan. Um, looks like, and I'm with you, I, I think he's going to be out a while. Mayan my, my Williams, you don't go, get carted off like he was and expect to play the next week. So, you know, I'm thinking, well, uh, if they're, I guess if there's wishful thinking maybe for Michigan, I don't think he'll be ready for that. I don't think he'll even be ready for the Big Ten championship game. I think if you're the Buckeyes, you have to think about him getting ready for a potential playoff run, right, December 31st, uh, and I think that's realistic maybe for him. And with Travion Henderson, do you not suit him up again this week and go with uh, Hayden and who was it, Xavier Johnson, who ran some out of the uh, uh, the running back position and used somebody else in there against Maryland this week to save Travion Henderson for the home game against Michigan? Yeah, and Kenny, one of the things that they're doing is they've, they've brought uh, uh, this Chip Trainum kid back over from the defensive side to the offensive side. He's an Akron kid. Went to Arizona right. State as a running back. Uh, originally wanted to come to Ohio State to play running back. And they're trying to get him some reps as well to be able to pr- provide some depth. But uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Dallin Hayden this week against Maryland. And I think that Travion Henderson will be there for emergency purposes only. Uh, but I, I think they've got to put the weight on the freshman running back, Dallin Hayden. That's a kid yeah. from Hoban, right? Yeah. He's so you. Yeah, he, he's got a burst. And for me, I, I joked because they tried to run him up the middle, and I'm thinking this is Metcalf up the middle again. Get him out in some space. Let him put his foot in the ground, uh, make a move, and go on that one touchdown run, run man. Well. Nobody touched him. Jeff, why doesn't this team run well around the end, and why do we keep throwing bubble screens? 
Um, the, the bubble screens are an extension of the running game. I tried to explain this to you once, and uh, Coach Payne tried work. to explain this but to you I, once. I don't get it you, if it doesn't work. And you refuse to listen to a man of authority. It is an extension of the running game. It gets the ball out in space. And what we need to do is not stop throwing them, but blocking them better on the perimeter. Yes. So uh, I don't want to hear you complain about that, uh, JT. It's taking a play away it. from what I can run. What I'm running effectively is between the tackles. Let's keep running it between the tackles. Why waste the play, Jeff, and put yourself in second and long, third and long, whatever it is. If it's not working, move on. Well, I agree with you. You can't keep banging your head against the wall, but you got to execute it a little bit better. Right. And when defenses are putting eight, nine people in the box, that is awfully tempting to throw the ball out there to an Emeka Ibuka and let him make one move and go to the house. So uh, those are not going to go away. I want you to relax and listen <laughs> to the like man of authority. They are the right calls. Yeah, and here's the thing, and I remember the one game, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, Cade Stover whiffed twice. He swung and missed twice on blocks when they got the ball out there, correct? That is correct. We just need to do a better job of executing it, and that's not a play that is designed to always go for a touchdown. They're trying to get four, five, or six yards at best on that play, and that is what you're trying to do on first down when you're running the football. But if they got nine people in the box, you got to equate the numbers and try and take advantage of what the defense is giving you, and that play is there, but you still have to execute with the blocks. Hey, man, you talk to your sister Amy the way you just talked to me, because I'm going down there this week. I got news for you, and I'm throwing you under the bus, pal. There is there is zero chance that I could get away with that kind of language with my sister. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, Jeff, great stuff, and thanks for putting him in his place like that. I appreciate that. I try. It doesn't ever work for me. I think you got through to him. Well, he knows I love him, and uh, he is a great dude, but sometimes I just have to take control and make sure that we're moving in the right direction. God bless you, Jeffrey. We'll talk to you again next week uh, after that win over Maryland and get ready for the big game of the year, all right? Looking forward to it, guys. Go Bucks.